Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. So it's come down to this. Ask lawmakers on either side of the aisle in Washington if the most powerful government on the planet is about to crash headlong into the budget wall and run out of spending money by the end of the day tomorrow. At this point, their answer is likely to be, I sure hope not. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance with Snapshot, a program in which rates are determined by the driving habits of policyholders. Learn more at Progressive.com. And by Thomson Reuters, committed to empowering professionals of the world with the knowledge needed to do what they do best, the knowledge effect. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Bob Moon in for Kai Rizdahl. Glad to have you with us this Thursday, April 7th, a day ahead of what looks to be an increasingly likely government shutdown. Still no budget agreement. Negotiations continue. House Republicans did approve a one-week budget extension, but the White House and Senate Democrats aren't playing ball. They say that interim budget includes spending cuts and other things they just can't accept. So government agencies are preparing to turn out the lights at midnight Friday. Our D.C. Bureau Chief John Dimsdale has been looking into the economic consequences. Starting Saturday, up to 900,000 government employees wouldn't get paid. And that goes for the same number of government contractors. After the latest failed negotiations at the White House today, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid warned of the detrimental consequences of closing the government. Including, as we've learned from an economic report this morning, just a shutdown of no matter how long it is will be 0.02 percent drop in our domestic product. That report from Goldman Sachs concludes that a shutdown would siphon $8 billion a week from the economy. Most of that would be made up later when funding and paychecks flow again, but not so for one vital industry in Washington. Tourism is vulnerable. Stephen Fuller directs the Center for Regional Analysis. He says restaurants, hotels, and vendors would suffer from the lack of customers usually here for spring break. We would see the impacts, and individual businesses would feel them, and probably not be able to recover those losses by increasing business next month. And given how delicate the overall recovery is, Moody's economist Mark Zandi worries about the psychological effects of a long shutdown. A lot does depend on how this affects confidence. The collective psyche is very fragile, and if we start to lose faith again, then you can construct some pretty dark scenarios. For example, what if Congress doesn't authorize back pay for government workers this time around? In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. So to recap, the Republican-led House has easily passed a stopgap funding bill, but the White House calls that a distraction and is vowing to veto the measure. Uncle Sam's spending account runs dry as of midnight tomorrow, and there's no agreement in sight. Among those lawmakers digging in is Republican Congressman Jason Chaffetz of Utah, a member of the House Budget Committee. He's on the line with us from the Capitol. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So let's cut to the chase. Is there going to be a government shutdown? I hope not. Nobody wants to see the government shut down. We just walked off the floor having passed a continuing resolution for another week. But most importantly, funding the the military through the rest of the fiscal year, make sure our troops get paid. Now, you say you passed a continuing resolution. What is that going to do? Uh, It basically cuts $12 billion for the fiscal year. 
but like I said, most importantly, it funds the military for the next six months. Why is it so tough to reach bipartisan agreement on deficit cuts and tax reform? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, each side will kind of point at each other, but we think we're asking for a very modest cut given the size and scope of the fact that we're upside down financially and have a have a deficit this year of something in the magnitude of $1.5 trillion. And here we are trying to ask for a few tens of billions of dollars. We, we think it's a reasonable balance. But.